Welcome to this week's edition. It's actually the sneak peek edition of Backyard Blitz. As they would say on Jersey Shore, laugh at you if you want. It's the shirt before the shirt. Uh, we're going to give you a little snippet before the actual show here. Oh, and, we uh, went there. We're, we're talking quarterbacks. We're talking a college quarterback. We're talking a pro quarterback. Uh, we're talking what may happen with each of these quarterbacks. I said quarterback a lot there. We're going to start you guys off with a college phenom. Gary Freeze won't agree. Kyler Murray, uh, Oklahoma Sooner, 4,300 yards, 42 TDs, seven INTs. I read it like a book because I am looking at his page on ESPN. So we want to talk a little bit about whether we think – well, let me start by saying Murray has uh, declared he's going to go into the NBA draft. Um he was drafted by the Oakland Athletics. This seems kind of like a power play here. Um, you know, he said he would go to the draft if the A's wouldn't give him X amount of dollars. Um, the A's were like, fuck out of town, pal. I don't know what actually happened there, but he, he's going into the draft. Um, you know, he's probably going to go fairly high in the draft. Gary hates it. I don't know where our rule stands, but we'll we'll go to you first, Raul, because we know Gary's going to get all you know Clint Eastwood on us like he does every week. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's going to pull a drink and get in his feelings about oh, it. Um, what do you what do you think about this move? I mean, do you, do you think uh, you know what do you think of him as an NFL prospect? What do you think of him as using this uh, as leverage against the A's? So initially, my thought was he would be better off going into. The NFL. Now, with that being said, if you're talking about from a longevity standpoint, his scrambling, we've seen it time and time again in the NFL. Scrambling quarterbacks don't last long. I mean, they don't last long. They're, uh, <clears throat> I mean, the only one that I can think of that's really even worth the fuck anymore, and I wouldn't even say presently he was worth the fuck this season, was Cam Newton. Um, but originally I thought that. And then I watched this interview with Primetime, kind of giving his advice and he says pick up the baseball bat right and so i see this after i see the uh, the demand from kyler murray for 15 million dollars to sign with the oakland athletics and i thought he was out of his fucking mind um he's not worth that much and not to mention he is you know he's still going to be a rookie he's not he's not worth that much so uh i think he would have been better off after kind of weighing the options. I think he would have been better off in baseball. Um, I'm going to back up prime time on this one. I don't think that he should have been near as fucking demanding to say 15 million. Uh, Cause uh, nah, just no, that's the short answer. Not worth it. Um, it's not worth it for that organization to take that much of a risk for that player. It's not worth it for a rookie contract for him. Um I don't see that. And as far as his NFL prospects, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure the Giants are in the market for a quarterback. Um, you know, last year and and even at the beginning of the season, I would have said that the Browns are probably going to be in the market for another quarterback and they probably would have taken the next OU quarterback. But um, yeah, no, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that He's going to get picked early on, and I'm going to say that those uh, fucking Giants are probably going to pick him up. So, you know, this is the era of athletes 
kind of gauging their own net worth uh, as far as uh, demanding trades, um, controlling the market of where they go in free agency, et cetera, et cetera. So the move to me of him demanding this money isn't necessarily shocking. Um, Gary, man, same stuff as Raul. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to toot my horn, horn a little bit here with the, the Baker Mayfield called it, you know. Anyway, we'll move past that because we're not talking about him tonight. I'm going to surprise you a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to shit on Kyler Murray tonight because we've had this conversation, and, and I don't think his prospects in the NFL are very good. He's 5'9", if, if that. Listed at 5'10", he's probably closer to 5'8". I don't think he survives in the NFL playing the quarterback position because of the things that Raul brought up, like scrambling quarterbacks don't. You know, they don't last long. Cam Newton's got shoulder problems, and he's built like a linebacker. You know, Russell Wilson has been fortunate enough to avoid a lot of contact, and he's really savvy about it. Other quarterbacks just don't. You know, Griffin could never figure out how to slide. World-class athlete, Olympic-level hurdler, and I can't – he couldn't figure out how to slide. You know, get real. So Kyler Murray, <clears throat> to me, he needs to, go to the major, he needs to go to Major League Baseball because I think that's where his most long-term prospects are. People talk about the quarterback position and he'll be able to make the money there that he probably could make in baseball and yada, yada, yada. But if he doesn't get past his first contract, RG3 didn't make that much money, right? RG3 was number two overall pick, didn't make that much money, right? Kyler Murray needs to go to baseball. That's my opinion. And I think that's where he ends up because I think this whole thing with football was a leverage play for him, as, as Raul said, a power play, right? I'm going to say that the A's... And, and, and any NFL executive that draft him in the first round are crazy for doing it. And the A's are money ball. And for, it's, it's kind of ironic for them to be leveraged right now by a player who they could possibly pay that kind of money because Major League Baseball already came out and said, we'll give you an exemption if you want to give him more money to steal him from the NFL. And I think Major League Baseball sees it as a win. We get this guy away from the NFL, it's kind of a win for Major League Baseball, right? And I don't I don't doubt that on their part. It is kind of a big coup if you take a first-round quarterback because he'd go in the first round. He's going to go in the first round. Some executive is going to make a mistake, and it's probably going to be Bruce Allen. That's why I'm advocating for him to go to baseball, <clears throat> stay out of D.C. But the A's, you're talking about paying a, a player $15 million who batted 292 with 10 home runs in 51 games. He didn't set the world on fire. He stole 12 bases. So, I, like, all this athlete and all this craziness they want to talk, they're talking about promoting him aggressively. And a guy who didn't really set the world on fire in college being promoted aggressively through the minor league system up to the major leagues is, to me, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I see the executives making a bigger mistake than I see Kyler Murray making because he's going to get a big payday one way or the other, either on his rookie contract in the NFL or he's going to get the $15 million from the A's. And we may never hear from him again if he ends up in baseball, to be honest. There's a lot of elite, elite athletes that flame out in, in the baseball system. It's, it's tough to get through. I think one of the things that really bothered me in general about Kyler Murray is that they're piping this guy up to be the next Mike fucking Trout, and he is far from it. He is far from it. He's not He's not going – I mean, he's going to have – he's going to have an okay career either path he goes. He will be He will be a little bit more okay as a baseball player than he will in the NFL. 
He has a better chance of succeeding in baseball, my opinion. He has a better chance of succeeding in baseball. I still don't think he's going to be what he's built up to as right now because I just I don't see all the tools there. I, I've seen some of his film. Dude's fast. Dude's got a strong arm, but he didn't he didn't handle the stick as well as you want somebody who's going to be a fifteen million dollar guy. Well, and speaking of like the iffy comparisons, because whenever you compare a player to like somebody like Mike Trout, I mean. You might as well almost be cutting off your, you know, your own nose. Generational talent. Yeah, it's it's almost nuts. And another one he gets a lot, uh, as far as the NFL is concerned, is Russell Wilson. Gary, you kind of brought up, and I think it's because of the size and the mobility, the ability to move. Um, it's also another tough comparison because you're talking a guy who did a lot of things despite uh, what people perceived his skill set to be. Um, you know, because people perceived him as like a runner in that. Um, that little uh, spot where we were getting the Cam Newtons and the uh, the I don't even I just from the Redskins there three these guys who could run the ball we were getting them all in this little package here and I think he got lumped in but then they were like oh he's five ten and he does these things but Russell Wilson has commanded the offense brilliantly in the NFL so I, th- I think it's kind of unfair to Kyler to to put him there um, so before we move on because we got Big Dick Nick coming up next. Um, before we go there, though, I just want to get a little quick, uh, you know, one second from you guys. I think the two most likely destinations for Kyler Murray that keep popping up, at least, you know, in, in popular chat, are uh, the Giants. Raul and Gary both touched on that. Or the Jags. Either way, if you went to either one of these teams, where do you guys like them more? Raul, I'll go to you first. Okay, so I saw I saw a couple different articles that talked about him going to the Jags, which completely makes sense. Blake Bortles uh, is a fucking dumpster fire, to say the least. Um, I'm going to say that he will probably be better off with. I would like to say that he'd be better off in Jacksonville, but I feel like if New York can play their cards right and just pick up in a someone to improve that offensive line. I'd like the potential for the chemistry between him and OBJ, but even then you're still going to have a fucking, you're going to have a four foot tall quarterback standing behind that NFL line. And you're going to expect him to go in and run er, and pass a a 40 yard pass to OBJ on the run. It's not, I mean, I don't know. It's just not, I don't think it's going to work out for him either way, but I think he would probably be more successful in New York. That that bad dumpster fire of uh, NFL offensive line. Gary, Jacksonville or, or New York, what do you think is the better fit? I stand by my statement that baseball is the better fit. But of these two, I say Jacksonville is the better fit because he's got a better running game. Uh, I shouldn't say better running game. He's got a better overall running game. they got a better offensive line. They've got Fournette if they mend fences there. I think Jacksonville is the better fit. I think New York with the OBJ, they need a timing quarterback, and, and that's not Kyler Murray's game. He's a guy that wants to take shots down the field, play action, that sort of thing. OBJ is not a deep threat. Like He's not a guy who stretches the field and, and threatens you deep down the field. He's a guy who catches slants and takes them to the house because he makes people miss. I just think the offensive fit, not, not to slate Saquon, and I realized as soon as I said that I was, but not to slate Saquon, I think he's a better fit in Jacksonville because of that style of running game that they have. And I agree. I think Jacksonville is the better fit because they do have the better line. It's not a dumpster fire. Um, I, I think uh, a lot of what happened in New York was based on Saquon. And while I do think uh, Odell Beckham Jr. can stretch the field, I do agree that he is much more useful with the yak, the yak attack. And, you know, 
fighting inanimate objects on the sideline. Yeah, not to say that OBJ can't threaten the defense, but he's just he's much better on timing or out slants, and, and he takes him out. Most of his highlights, I mean, he's got the big catches, a couple of them, but most of his highlights are him catching a slant and running 60 yards to the house. A guy who throws with timing is, is probably going to be a better fit there. I can't wait to do our NFL mock draft because I got some quarterback names that are going to – Get the man in the open field. Get get Odell yeah. in the open field. And, sure. you know, Kyler Murray, I, I think Kyler Murray should go uh, play soccer internationally. Um, you know, Real Madrid, that kind of thing. So on to, uh, you know, relevant right now things in the NFL um, happening soon. Things that went away last week. We're talking big dick Nick, Nicky Foles. I was going to say my dude, but he's not my dude. Um, the Eagles coming out and saying Carson Wentz is their guy. People seem surprised by this. I'm not. I don't understand why people were were necessarily shocked. Um, I can see a, a little bit of, you know, <gasps> gasps and and shit like that from the peanut gallery. Um, again, I saw it coming, Carson Wentz. So let, let's talk about Nick Foles. Um, let, let's start real quick. Undervalued or overvalued is Nick Foles, Gary? I think a little overvalued, honestly, and maybe maybe even a, a bit, quite a bit overvalued. I, I think that hit, and I, and I said it last week, and we've talked about this in the past. There's just something about what goes on in Philly with him that it's magical. He's not great, but he makes that locker room believe. I, I don't know what it is, man. There's something that goes on in Philly that meshes and he throws those jump balls to Elshon. He throws those jump balls to Ertz and he throws those deep bombs to Aguilar. And these guys just somehow figure out a way to come down with it. They run the ball better. The defense seems to play better. I don't know what it is with Foles. I think he's overvalued if you take him out of Philly. So I'm going to add that caveat and, and hedge my bets, I guess. But you take him out of Philly, I think he's overvalued. I don't, I don't think his skill set translates to other offenses very well. Raul. Undervalued, so, overvalued. I'm going to say overvalued, but I'll also mention that he's overvalued in Philly too. So I, I agree with the, with the magic, but I think the best analogy I can I can provide you with is that he is Michael Michael Secret stuff from Space Jam. Um, it, it's it is it is completely just a fucking placebo effect. It is the oh you know the, he's getting all the hype right now because he got them to you know he got them the Super Bowl last year and that's that's kind of it you know uh I, I think that had he started that entire season and then went into the postseason they wouldn't have gone to the super bowl i don't believe that i think it makes more sense to invest in carson wentz purely because he's the younger quarterback but um as far as nick Foles is concerned i think you take him out of philly yes he's definitely overrated i think that if you keep him in philly if you try to make him the full-time quarterback yes he's overrated I think that he's his that magic will will disappear because it will become too routine, and then it'll be the same situation they have with Carson Wentz. Well, here's the I thing: think I think when you when you get a guy like Carson Wentz, who's your established starter, this guy, th this is our guy. Um, people calling him top five a couple of years ago. These things, uh, maybe a little too soon on that, but they were happening. I feel like the entire team they relax a little bit. The defense, the offense. When you're talking wide receivers, running backs, linemen. They, they kind of, you know, they look at the magic because he did have some really, really talented off-the-charts plays a couple years ago, and they see that, and everybody kind of loosens up a little bit. 
And they're like, well, you know, Carson can get us through this. With Nick Foles, it's kind of like, well, we've got a rally, and everybody kicks in a little bit harder. And I think that's what made that run last year special. And that's what, you know, was looking like, you know, they had the upset in that that first round of the playoffs this year. Um, they came out 14 to nothing against the Saints. They should have won that game. They fucked it all up. I mean, the Saints, nothing taken away from them. They played great. Um, but I, I do think that Foles is the kind of guy, if he goes to another team, that magic probably dies. Um, I, I think it's the perfect scenario. And it doesn't necessarily just need to be Philly. It could be any team with that situation. But, uh, you know, as much as I like talking about Big Dick Nick, I, I don't believe in it too much. <laughs> Two quick things, you know, and and, and I'm going to kind of piggyback on both of your guys' points. Raul, that's a perfect way to put it, right? The placebo effect, the Michael's secret sauce, right? You've got Nick back in, and we won a Super Bowl with him, and, and everybody rallied. They won the last three games. They got in the playoffs, and, and you know, it is, it is what it is from there. And last year it was, well, Carson was an MVP, right? Well, he went down. Now we got to rally around this guy because – you know, he's the next man up, and it's that mentality that, that, you know, circulated through that locker room, and nobody thinks we can do it. We're the underdogs, and they wear the masks, and, you know, they go they go crazy about it. Andy, you're right. You know, it's less pressure. Them, so, hey, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing to lose, right? Our MVP candidate went down. If we lose, we've got that built-in excuse or whatever you want to call it, right? But they rally around the next guy. And Carson, Philly, it was kind of just natural that they were going to stick with him especially because they didn't win another Super Bowl if they won another Super Bowl maybe it makes the the decision harder but it is what it is he wasn't just top five at the time last in in 2017 he was the MVP of the league before he got hurt and and Brady won it because Wentz went down and Brady continued to play so I think Philly management goes back to that and and looks at it and says you know Carson's our guy but one thing I've always said, and, and when we let Cousins get out of town, I said the exact same thing about all of our quarterbacks we've had over the last 20 years in D.C. The best ability that a player can have is is, is availability. And Wentz isn't available. He's, he's injury prone, and I know he says I'm, I'm going to work hard to kick that stigma, but the, the proof is in the pudding, man. Got hurt his first preseason, tore his ACL and missed out on a Super Bowl run, and got injured again this year and missed out on a playoff run. So... You know, there's there's at least that factor that I thought Philly might take into consideration, but clearly they haven't. So let's go. Uh, I want both of you to give me uh, your top two destinations for Nick Foles to land, uh, even if it's Philly. That's fine. Raul, what do you got? So the idea that I had originally thought of was that if Kyler Murray declares for the NFL draft, I could see that kind of being split where Kyler Murray goes to goes to New York and Nick Foles goes to Jacksonville or vice versa. Um, I think that, that that was probably, in my opinion, one of the most likely options purely because if you're not picking up Kyler Murray and you do pick up Foles, you still have a low draft pick where you can pick up someone else to help strengthen that team a little bit more. It just made a little bit of sense to me. So that's that's kind of what I was thinking as one of those two teams as well. I've muted myself and I can't get off. Gary, what do you got going on, man? <laughs> I, I've got I've got two quarterback needy teams. I, I've got Jacksonville and I've got the Redskins. And and I, I don't want them in DC, but I think the Redskins are going to take a look and kick the tires. And I think Jacksonville is um, the other option. 
he could end up in Florida, but maybe not in Jacksonville. Miami's rebuilding. But if I've got to pair it down to two, Redskins and Jags. And he kind of took it away from me. I actually had the Redskins and I had Miami. Um, I, I do think Jacksonville is probably like maybe the most likely spot, but I was I was trying to be different. Okay. You know, I was I was trying to be like a skateboarder in the nineties who wore skinny jeans and didn't wear a beanie, but you know, it didn't work. Raul, you got a salute to service for us. I do. So this salute to service is going to go to Major Brent Taylor. Uh, he passed away on November 3rd, 2018. Um, he was he died from he was originally from North Ogden, Utah. He died from wounds sustained following an insider attack in Kabul. Um, he was a military intelligence officer with the Utah National Guard Joint Force Headquarters and was serving in a special operations joint task force. So this salute to service goes to you, sir. We have the watch. All right, guys, and that's going to be it for us tonight. Well, probably not it for us for tonight, but it for this episode. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining us. On the behalf of Raul, Gary, myself, and my beard, this is Backyard Sports. We out of here.